It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, April 5th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is kind of looking forward to this back-to-back against Columbus. It should be fun. A lot of Jake. Lots of good Jake time. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello and happy Tuesday. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. On today's show, we are going to talk about the latest with the Flyers and preview tonight's matchup, the first of that back-to-back against Columbus. And then it's Tuesday, so we'll go check in with the Phantoms up in Lehigh Valley. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, so the one bit of news from yesterday, it was a day off because of the back-to-back games over the weekend, and then we've got these couple of games coming up, so they did not hold practice, but we did get an update on something, which we're going to talk about later in the show in our Phantoms update, in that Wade Allison once again got a little banged up this past weekend in Phantoms action and is now day-to-day. Um, It's looking like it'll be a game time decision for the Phantoms game tomorrow night, which is a huge matchup. Uh, We will absolutely be talking about the latest and greatest with Wade and the rest of the Phantoms coming up later in the show. Uh, Right now, we're focused on the Columbus Blue Jackets for the Flyers tonight and they played each other in January, where Columbus won that game 2-1, to one, if you recall. Uh, it was a bit of a frustrating game, I would say. Oh, yeah, I recall. <laughs> uh, since then, at the trade deadline, Columbus was in a really interesting situation, I think, because they had been hovering in that ninth spot in the East for months and months, and they were far enough away that there wasn't really a chance they were going to make the playoffs, but they were still in that first out of the wild card spot for a long time. And so I think they decided they had some potential for the future and didn't really do much at the trade deadline. So they just traded Max Domi away, who wasn't really working out there. Uh, I think it, it was a move that made sense and they got a prospect and I think a pick in return. But uh, unfortunately since then Columbus has been in a, bit of a bad way they lost six in a row including a back-to-back versus the Islanders in that stretch and now the Islanders are in that ninth spot in the east so you know the Islanders coming back strong uh, too little too late as our friend Gil over at Locked on Isles would say but you know I think that it's a really I think pivotal moment for Columbus right now Oh yeah, it's very pivotal. Uh, even for um, for their GM Yarmo Kekalainen, like he has to sort of reinvent this team quickly because 
even though we all felt like they weren't going to be that competitive this year, they were a little more competitive than we thought. And now they're in that ugly middle ground where, like you said, Mm -hmm. you're in ninth place, but you're really nowhere. And they have to get somewhere. They need, you know, that to engage the fans. They need that to maybe sign Patrick Line because that's the, you know, the next big thing that's going to come up at some point. Yeah, the Patrick Line situation is a really dicey one right now because I think it it did take a while for Patrick Line to settle in in Columbus and and find his footing and what his role was going to be. But he has been pretty successful overall as of late and I think has gotten better as the season has progressed. And so it seems like he's happy there. And I think he's really enjoyed playing with Jake Voracek as well, who's like the assist machine on that team. And, you know, Patrick Laine has benefited from that. So it could be a good situation for him, especially because management's really high on the team overall and they're building towards something where I think next season, if they make a couple of key moves, they could be in a really good position in the division. And so, yeah, I I think he resigns there, but I think they'll need to make a big offer. It will have to be a big offer. I, he does like it, but it's going to have to be a better offer than anybody else will offer him because I think he's going to test free agency and that'll you know sort of raise the, the stakes on him, I believe. I think so too. And, you know, as far as this game tonight goes, you know, Patrick Line should be a big factor in that and something the Flyers are going to need to play well defensively against because I think, you know, he can skate circles around a lot of the guys on the Flyers. And so I think, you know, defensively, I think it's going to be a big challenge, especially with a couple of young guys that the Flyers have in Cam York and Ronnie Adderd. Are they going to be able to stop that Voracek line A combo or even if they're on separate lines? I mean, I can I just imagine Jake embarrassing the Flyers. Oh yeah, way. I mean we all could see that. And look, Adder likes to block shots. He's you know blocking that shot mm-hmm. of line A's. Oof, that's that's one you really don't want to get in front of. But as a hockey player, if you have to, you have to. Uh, he's just amazing on the power play, and and that's the part where I think he got a goal last game on the power play. And so. Keep him off the power play. If you if you if they get on the power play, he's probably getting on the scoreboard at some point. I would uh, venture that that would be a correct assessment there. Uh, the upside for the Flyers is that the Blue Jackets played the Bruins last night. We recorded before the outcome of that game is known, so we don't know. But they will be on the back half of back-to-back tonight. And so hopefully the Flyers can take advantage of that, especially late going in the game, uh, as the Flyers have struggled a little bit in third periods recently, as we talked about on yesterday's show. So Columbus had two pretty good draft picks in last year's draft, one of whom has been on the team already so far, and that's Cole Sillinger. He has 22 points in 66 games and is looking like he's making a lot of progress this year. Yeah, Sillinger's interesting. I'd seen him play in the USHL and then also in their All-Star All-American Prospects game, and he, he plays at center, but he could play on the wing too. I don't know, you know, if he'll which he'll actually settle in on in Columbus. That'll remain to be seen. His offense is better than I thought it would be. And I'm actually 
not going to say he that they're rushing him because I think they're they're doing the right thing with him. I think he probably was close, and I guess they proved that you know he was ready. So not the fastest guy. He could get a little faster. But he knows exactly where to go on the ice. He's smart. He's greasy. He's slippery. He's got a great shot. And so you do have to watch out for him because he's one of those guys that will get around the defense or circle around the net and get open, uh, you know, for a pass. Always has the stick down, ready to go. So he, he could be dangerous for the Flyers because they, they sometimes lose guys in coverage, as you know. Yeah, that is definitely something that is a pretty common thread for that team. Um, they've also very weirdly run into some COVID issues with the coaching. Uh, Brad Larson was out for a little bit. I think he's back mm. available now, though. Yeah, it's a shame. It's like, you know, I know everybody wants COVID to be gone and everybody to say it's post-COVID and it's gone away. It, it hasn't. Uh, we just have to be careful and we're going to just kind of move on with it. But it does affect teams still every once in a while. And honestly, like we don't know going into the playoffs of the Stanley Cup, all of a sudden will a player be out because they have it? Like it wouldn't shock me. So coaches, coaches are just like players. They're They're just as susceptible. Yeah, so uh, we'll see how Columbus does versus Boston and how that might affect the game against the Flyers tonight. But we have a lot to talk about related to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. They had a huge weekend this past week, and we'll get to that coming up next. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts, including us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Russ, there's so many changes and personnel additions going (laughs) on in Lehigh Valley. It feels like they've just signed a whole bunch of people and, you know, they, they can have you know, unlimited number of players on the roster. They just have to scratch people that aren't in the game. So I guess, you know, they'll do what they have to in order to have the right number of bodies for the remainder of the season. It's just going to be tough for the fans to keep up with it. Yes, yes. And so, you know, we talked about Wade Allison and his day-to-day status. Agor Zamula also got banged up a bit on Saturday, so he did not play on Sunday. But, you know, they have plenty of defensemen to choose from now waiting in the wings. So I think it's kind of tough for the guys that you really want to for them to have that ice time. Right. When they're either getting hurt or they're swapping out players. It's it's just tough right now. It is. Allison's a guy that really could help this team and really could be a difference maker in, in all of these games down the stretch, but he could never stay healthy. And Zamula, I, I think that game that he got banged up, he did go back in on, and then they rested him. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I expect to see him back in there. They do need to see him too because he's an important part of that team as well and important on the power play. This is tough injuries for them. Uh, 
they could put in players, but they don't. There aren't these players. You know, it's like the, it, there's a little bit of a, a talent drop off there. Well, on the upside, uh, they did get Max Willman back because he got sent down from the Flyers, which I, I think is good for the Phantoms. Felix Santrum was also back down, and he had a great weekend in net with a couple of good wins. And speaking of those wins, Phantoms were three and zero over the weekend this past week which was a great weekend so good to see i mean there were some struggles there for sure and we'll we'll get into it but you know they came out with wins against wilkesbury scranton which is huge in terms of the placement in the standings utica which is a top team as well as bridgeport who are also close to them in the standings so i think you know all of them were hard fought and deserved wins Uh, But they're in a tough, tough spot right now, being seven points behind Wilkes-Barre Scranton for that last playoff spot. There's 13 games to go, but they have two games in hand. Uh, They're playing 16 games in 30 days to end the season. So this past weekend was the first three of that 16-game stretch. So I think having all those extra bodies and being able to rotate some guys in and out and get fresh legs, I think will be absolutely necessary if they're going to have a chance at making the playoffs. I mean, honestly, this is what Ian LaPerrier will, will, will show us what he's made of here. This is going to be a big test for the coaching staff besides the players and using the right guys at the right time. And like you said, resting them at the right time and seeing if they can make up this deficit. Of course, it's their fault. They're in this spot, but you never know. They mm-hmm. might be able to come out of it. So let's see. I mean, you know, with 13 games to go, can they go 10 and three? Is it, you know, it might take that. It very well could. And they're struggling, I think, to create and maintain leads in some of these games. But I think they had some really good responses, especially on Friday and Saturday. And uh, Friday's game versus Wilkes-Barre Scranton was, I think, one of the more fun games we've seen this season. Both Wade Allison and Tanner Lozinski had goals in this one. Tanner's goal was unassisted. It was an absolutely incredible move he made. Uh, it was uh, Tommy Napier from Ohio State, his former mm-hmm. teammate that he mm-hmm. scored on. That's so awesome. you're just like, oh, I, I bet that was like a practice special oh, yeah. back in the day. He knew. <laughs> And uh, Wade Allison's goal was an absolute rocket, uh, perfectly placed top corner on a feed from Adam Johnson uh, in the third period. That made it three to two. And, you know, again, shots were 11 to two uh, baby pens to start off, but it wound up only 31-30 at the end of the game. So they, they did get back into it. They had a really strong second period. And most importantly, they stayed out of the penalty box in the third period, which was huge for them. Yeah, the one thing um, that I was liking until, like you said, the injury was putting Wiley and Zamula together. I think that's good. I think that will help Wiley a lot, who's really probably made the biggest gains of anybody in – the phantom system especially defensively this year because Zamula was already at a certain level that's the only reason I, I say that Wiley I think you and I were both were like mm, what's he gonna do this year and he's right gone well above beyond so someone like Zamula could really help him too that's why I'm kind of hoping he gets back in there because that's a really solid pairing for them 
Yeah, and they've had this pattern of pairing an AHL guy with the prospects this whole season. And so for them to pair up Zamula with Wiley, I think, is a really a, a strong move for them to show that they have confidence in both of those guys. And so, again, hoping Zamula gets back in the lineup. But I want to see, you know, our top prospects playing together to see what we've got there. I agree. Uh, I think Saturday's game, also a a tough road back into it. They came back from being down two goals. They were outshot 17 to four in the first period, which was just a big giant yikes. They allowed two power play goals in that game. But, you know, they did really, you know, wake up suddenly. I'd say mid-second period, they scored on the power play. It was a great goal on a, a combo from, again, Tanner Lazinski with a really heads-up play uh, over to Garrett Wilson, who's just been a mainstay on this team all season long and pretty dependable there. And I think one of the things that stood out to me, uh, Ian Lemperrier, who again has been pretty uh, honest and forthright in terms of his assessment of the team and himself. Um, I don't know if he's like talking his way out of a job here, but he, he said specifically that he needs to do a better job getting the team ready to play from the very beginning of the game. No, I think the accountability That's thing fair. is good. It is fair. I think accountability is good right now because when he goes into that end of the season meeting, he's not in a position of strength right now. Now, if he makes the playoffs, he will be, but right now he's not. So I think he's saying the right things right now because it least shows his bosses that, Hey, I am, you know, I acknowledge this and I'm trying to learn from this. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's just, it's just so odd to see an AHL head coach talk about the learning experience of becoming a coach. That is because- odd. Because ideally you want somebody that is a little bit more confident and experienced in that kind of role in there. So you could just see him like learning on the job and, and figuring out how to turn things around as he goes. But at the same time, you know, his team is at the bottom of the division. Yeah. So it, it I struggle with it, too, in terms of evaluating him, because you can see that he knows what he's doing in a lot of ways. But much like I would say Mike Yo, he can't execute. Right. And so what do you do with that? It's it's a really important question for the Flyers. Like right? if I'm a teacher, it's great that I went to school and learned and, and got a degree, but I still have to be able to teach you and you have to be able to come through on that. And if you can't, then it's a problem. We're going to talk about Sunday's game. We're going to talk about the power play and the goaltending. Lots more to discuss about Lehigh Valley. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer they're choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers and phones in your pocket to use rockauto.com instead. 
Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer from expert mechanics to beginner do-it-yourselfers. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need for your car, you'll be able to find it and get your car in shape. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Russ. So Sunday's game was also pretty fun. Uh, Bridgeport did tie it up twice, but the Phantoms responded quickly both times. And that was really good to see, especially in the third game of a three game weekend. I think the resilience really shone through in this one. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, You know, I was looking and getting good reports about Isaac Ratcliffe being in front of the net. Oh, yeah. And and that's good. I mean, these are good, important games for him. If he's not going to be up with the big club, then he's got to play the biggest of roles here. And with Forster not there, like he's the next best offensive guy they have. So I'm not going to count Max Wilman, no offense to him. So um, that's, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see him start to be able to at least dominate in some of these games because then that could carry over to next year. Yeah, he had a two-goal game on Sunday. A um, little dicey there for a minute because he blocked a shot off his hand. Mm. Um, also got slashed, but you know he was a trooper. Went right back in and uh, created a, a really effective screen because you know he's huge. <laughs> and um, you know the the Phantoms were able to score right after that. And I think that he really just had a great weekend overall. And it was good to see that he's really putting in the work. And I think, you know, we've talked about the fact that sometimes it feels like his NHL game is better than his AHL game. But I felt I feel like his AHL game is stepping up. To yeah. Match. Yeah. I think he just had a weird year. Um, going back to last year, he was kind of maybe a little stuck in the mud in his development and it kind of started out that way this year. And then I think it did get jump started by going up to the NHL. And so I feel like, you know, now we are getting to see his better game, albeit at the AHL level, but it's still, it's good to see it. And then the next step will him for him will hopefully be, you know, what can you do for us at the NHL level? And I think that, you know, one of the reasons why some of these guys are being able to succeed is that there's some AHL guys, especially some of the newer ones to the Phantoms that are playing really well right now. So Brennan Manel, who's the new defenseman we got from Toronto, who had some Minnesota Wild history in, in the Oh, well, There's, there's there. a lot of them there. I'm starting to count there. them. I know, but you know, three assists in five games so mm-hmm. far, and one of it was one of the shots that uh, Ratcliffe redirected in on Sunday. So really good to see there. Adam Johnson, his name has come up in the show already, a goal and two assists over the weekend. Um, had one of those big goals on Sunday as well. He and uh, Wade Allison are actually uh, building some really good chemistry. And then we've talked about Ryan McKinnon before. He is mm-hmm. a defenseman, but they moved him up to forward when they were completely out of players, when they had a COVID uh, situation run through the team. And, man, they have put him in at forward a couple more times. He had uh, two goals this weekend, one Friday, and the game-tying goal on Saturday. So pretty cool to see you know him just doing what he has to do and um you know stepping up 
No, that is good to see. And that's what you want. Sometimes you have to have players just that are willing to do anything for the team. He is. And, you know, you never know when it's going to create something else or an opportunity for him. Maybe with the Flyers, maybe with somebody else. Maybe somebody looks at him and says, wow, never thought of using him that way. Maybe all of a sudden he turns into a forward. You know, weird things happen. But at least to be able to help a team while they're going through some turmoil like that roster-wise, it's a big deal. It is. And the power play has improved for the Phantoms. You know, we've been kind of ragging on it all season long, but they were three for five on Sunday. That's a high watermark for on, them. Yeah. One for four on Saturday. A huge part of that, Garrett Wilson. Again, one of the mainstays of mm-hmm. the AHL level Phantoms. Two goal game on Saturday, four goals in the last five games. And yeah, he's just been a huge part of why the power play has improved. So that's good to see as well. Yeah, you have to have those guys to have the young guys develop. So you have to keep them around. And then the goaltending has been pretty stellar, I think. You know, they've been responsible for keeping the Phantoms in these games. And, you know, Felix Sandstrom, again, is playing really well, especially Saturday, 37 saves on 39 shots. Uh, took a lot of action there and kept them in that game, especially at the end. Pat Nagels stepped up on Sunday, 28 saves on 31 shots. And I'm super happy with that tandem in Lehigh Valley. And I, you know, I, I hope that they can carry them through and maybe squeak into the playoffs. Well, we're all hoping they could squeak into the playoffs. It would be great. And, you know, Nagel is a good story. I don't know if he'll be around next year. Maybe some other team will sign him. But, you know, everybody's kicking in at the right time. That's what matters. Yep. And with all of those games they have on the calendar, they've got one tomorrow at Wilkes-Barre Scranton, which is going to be huge, like I said earlier, in terms of making up some ground to potentially make the playoffs. Then they play Friday. They play Sunday. They play Monday against tough opponents like Hershey and Bridgeport and Providence. So they, they've got to rack up these points. Points are everything now. Like, you know, more regulation wins you can get, the better. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing, we've got two Phantoms things for you today. Uh, We talked about it last week, I think, or the week before, but the Phantoms mascot Melvin is in the finals of the AHL mascot madness. So there's a link to go vote for him in the finals. I'm I'm going to vote for him. I'm voting for him. Oh, yeah. Today and tomorrow, I think, are the last two days to vote. So uh, please click through and get your votes in for Melvin. And then uh, a link to highlights of those goals from Tanner Lazinski and Wade Allison on Friday because they're both a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm pulling for those guys, too. They're good guys. All right, that'll do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow. We are going to break down tonight's game against Columbus, and we will be talking to Ariel Melendez, who covers the Flyers and get her insight on the team from this year. Really excited about that. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions or just questions in general about the team. Uh, you can contact us at Locked On Flyers on Twitter, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. 
You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.